Good morning. So, my fellow two pastors are cry at the drop of a hat. And then there's me. How <laughs> do like, oh, no, I follow? <laughs> um, so, just a quick, how do I say this, like details. Um, so, we're, we'll um, have communion at the end of service and, and then a benediction. And then, those who need to go downstairs to help set up will do so. And then we'll spend a little bit of time up here. People can share and that kind of stuff at that point. Um, so just to let you know that. And then another detail with so many of you here. Um, we are doing, and you may not have gotten the message uh, email, but um, we're doing, I am going to start next week a class, an online Zoom class, kind of go way back to COVID days. And um, we're going to do Genesis chapters 1 through 11. And Genesis chapters 1 through 11 lay out every um, theme of the Bible in those 11 chapters. So we're going to basically look at the whole Bible story. And um, so it'll be on Tuesdays, Wednesdays. I'm trying to get a count. We may do both because it's the same thing. And too big is too big. So we'll let you know. But if, if you didn't get that email, which some of you I know didn't, feel free, if you're interested in that, just grab me before you leave today. So with that, um, so last week we talked about the church, Sue mentioned it, the capital C church, the universal invisible church. Today we're going to talk about the capital O church, which um, that's our church. And um, we've been here many years together. We, some of you, many decades, some of us have been together for many decades. And you are the church here. I mean, it's not, it's never been about a building, a program, organization. Here, we can really say it's been about people. When we've tried to make it about organizations and other stuff, it usually doesn't work for us. For some churches, it works. For us, it doesn't work. Even this morning, we had three major technical issues before church started. And it was kind of like, oh, well, that's life at Grace Summit. Nothing else, you know. And I do have, I may have to look a little down more than normal. I do have a verse. I wanted a passage. So, Cindy, if you would, Philippians 1. Paul says this, verse 1, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons. Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, but there's something he does not say. He does not say he's writing to the church in Philippi. Paul is writing to the holy ones, the holy people. So for Paul... When he talked about church, it is our church, capital O, church. Because what matters for Paul are the people. He uses that same language. And then he says, holy people in Christ Jesus. So the, the focus 
and the focus of our church has always been Jesus. There's no church without Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And, you know, the old joke that we used to say about, you know, when you don't know what to say, say Jesus. But without him, he's the reason we gather. We're not just a community of people. You think of how we've come from, how we got here. All of us ended up here in vastly different ways and would never have connected except for Jesus bringing us together. Fellowship can only exist if it's in Jesus. That's where we are. Another thing here real brief is Paul mentions the people before he mentions the overseers and deacons, the leaders. And, and that is just the way the kingdom of God is. It's upside down. In the world, it's the leaders. In the church, it is the people. All the leaders are in a church are servants and nothing more. They hold the lowest position in the church because Jesus held the lowest position of all humanity. He went to the bottom. Verse 2, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Paul's typical greeting. And then in verse 5, next slide, I believe, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Paul talks about them as partners. It's a fellowship. Some translations say fellowship, and Paul uses the word partnership here. And, 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 I, and I, a church is a community, a family like Dick shared, of equals. Paul understood the equality that exists in the church. No rank, no hierarchy. Sure, there's positions and leadership positions and gifts and responsibilities, but there's absolutely in Paul's church no hierarchy and no rank. And that's how we are. That's how you have been. He says partnership in the gospel. And that is much bigger than partnership in evangelism. Now, evangelism is good, but that is a small thing when we talk about the gospel. What, what he's saying is we are participating as partners together with Jesus and as a community in this big story of God in a cosmic meta-narrative. If you come to the Genesis class, we'll talk about that. But it, it is this God, it's just, you know, when you read the Bible, it is, it's from page one, first letter. And I don't know how many there are, Jeff can calculate how many letters there are in the Bible. But, um, 
It is a story. It is a story of God. It is an amazing story. And that story is called The Good News of Great Joy for All People. And you know what? From If you start in Genesis 1, and then you skip, well, Genesis 1 to chapter 2, verse 4, and then you skip to Revelation chapter 21, and just read Genesis 1 through 2, 4, and then Revelation 21 and 22, you have read the entire story of the Bible in those three chapters, and everything else tells you the details of that story. And we, for however many years it's been for you, for all of us, it's different, but it's been decades, are in the middle of all of that, living out this story. We've had, we, Grace Summit has had its place in that big story. And it is an important role. And if the Bible was still be written today, it would be written. But we don't need any more Bible. We have all that we need. And then he closes with, in verse 6, being confident of this, that he began a good work in you, and the you is always what? Plural. It's never about you. It's about y'all. will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. People are God's work, not a building, not an organization, not a ministry, not initiatives. These are all needed and valuable, but they must fit and serve the people of God's community. And his work is to form us all into the image of Christ. And all of us have been formed over the years And we know that in one another. We don't always see it in ourselves, right? We don't, you know, we look, I look at me and I go, gosh, I used to do that 45 years ago. But we do see it in one another. So Cindy and I are closing in on 33 years here. And and for me, it honestly, I, it has been such an honor and a privilege serving you all. And I mean that. So I can't cry about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I deeply mean that. And, and that, for me, is what matters most. I, you know, some of, the, some of your kids are here. <laughs> and they're not kids anymore. They have kids. And some of them worked at our house in the summers as high school kids. And they didn't know what they were doing. (laughs) But it was a blast having them. I was at a pastor's time. Everybody knows the last years, 6, 10, 300,000. No, but especially... The last six-ish years have been really hard on churches. There was a couple came in last week, early. They got lost in the back stairwell. <laughs> I heard us banging around back there. I go back there and I say, hello. 
are you going to rob me or come to my church? You know, <laughs> I never know what's going to happen here. Um, and they said, oh, where do you go? <laughs> I said, so you're visiting here. And then I said, you know, I, I, want, I have to be honest. We are, this, this is our second to last service. We're closing next week. So feel free not to stay. <laughs> and you won't hurt my feelings. And they said, oh, our church had its last service last week. And they said, you know, we have a few churches we want to go to. And so they went to another one. But I was at this pastor's time. We were praying for one another and just sharing the end of the years, you know, all the struggles we have. Pastors like to do that, by the way. Um, but somebody said, an only good person, good pastor. And I've heard this terminology a lot. It's kind of like pastors have these sayings. And if I ever use them, Cindy says, don't use those. Uh, so, but I forget which one she told me. <laughs> and so I keep using them. Um, but, you know, because we're talking just difficulties. And, and he said, well, always remember, you pastors, that sheep stink. And because we're pastors, shepherds, you know. And, you know, I've heard it say that, you know, sheep are dumb and all that kind of stuff. And, and then and I was thinking, I thought, I'm not sure that's how Jesus was using the word picture. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it was a word picture of they need care and love. And sheep are, you know, we, we sometimes been watching this. Henry and Suzanne turned us on to this show about these people who go to ancient farms and do it in ancient ways on Amazon, and they have sheep all the time. They're so cute. <laughs> and I can see how people get attached to them. I, and instead of stinking, you, you all have been faithful. And I understand you know, Jesus, he tells a parable about when we get to the Lord, Jesus will say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. And you all have remained faithful. And each one of you will have it said, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah, you've blown it a zillion times, and so have I. That has nothing to do with those words being said to you. In that day when you stand before him, he will say, well done, good and faithful servants. And I, and I would join him for you all. So Dave Brenner summed up just how the past few years have gone through all the difficulties that our world is in. I mean, even now, just, just don't watch the news. It's not worth it. And he said these words just a few weeks ago. I think it was on New Year's Eve. He said, you know, I am closer to people in the church. And Dave's been here from the beginning. So like Genesis 1, there was Dave <laughs> in Cuyahoga Falls. 
before the continents all came back together. <laughs> Any of that stuff happened. He said, I am closer to people in the church. I am the closest I have ever been. And I just, that is, that sums it all up for me. That's what has happened. So, and Jeff kind of mentioned this, but Cindy, can you open the, the uh, office door? And, and you, if you can turn, look at that there. That's really important. So that has been hanging there forever. That is a TARDIS. You can close it now. <laughs> so that always gets some looks when new people come in and see it. As you all been here know, and are huge Doctor Who fans, and a TARDIS is a time and relative dimensions in space vehicle. So, so that's what it is. It doesn't make any sense. But every, if you know what a TARDIS is, when anybody walks into a TARDIS, they say these words, and those of you who know it can say it. It is bigger on the inside. And I think I did a sermon series once on bigger on the inside about our church because we, we have a small footprint physically. But because of the people, and Jeff talked about different ways, we have a very large footprint. Grace Summit is a mustard seed church. Jesus talks about how the mustard seed was like one of the smallest seeds of the garden. But it has an outsized impact upon the garden. I think that's our church. So... Jeff put out a lot of numbers. I didn't really calculate so closely. But I thought, I, you know, I've shared more than 1,500 sermons here. And so what I was going to do in closing and, and I, is some, I, I realized that some of the things I have shared in ad nauseum, and you're all probably sick of them, but I just have, I used to, when I first, for years, when I first learned how to do sermons and teach and preach, it was all about having points. And I used to always have my points, three, five, ten, I just had points. And those of you who've been around the past five, six, seven, eight years, you know, my points have gone by the point side, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm done with points. But I've got seven points, <laughs> all from the past. And uh, because seven is like the perfect number, I mean, a lot of things have to do. And we're doing Genesis 1. And by the way, if you come to that class, you'll be seven days there that we discuss. The first one I have down here, and this is no order, is practice the way of Jesus. And, and I've talked about this a lot, spiritual formation is about practicing, training. You become like Jesus through practice, not effort, not willpower. Well, practice is effort. But not just trying to be like Jesus, whether I like it or not. And I gave, always give my one example, and you're sick of it. But I used to have a little problem with patience, especially like when we were trying to get somewhere and trying to get everybody in a car. And um, 
So I started this little practice of every time I got in a car, telling myself, I'm not in a hurry. And it really formed me doing that practice. And I would urge all of you, whatever it is that you struggle with, think of the fruits of the Spirit or the fruits of the other Spirit, which aren't the good ones, the dark Spirit. Just find one. Find one small practice that you can repeat. It's like golf, which most of you don't care about. But I love golf, even though I don't play it anymore. And the whole key to golf is, is a swing that is constantly repeatable. And finding some practices that you can just repeat over and over again on that area. The second one is 2024 has the potential to be a very difficult year for all of us. One, this is an emotional difference. You know, well, last night, 2.30 in the morning, did fall back to sleep, but the eyes just went open. And that's going to be hard. And there's other reasons which I'm not going to talk about that are going to make it a hard year. So more than ever, we need to remember we are citizens of another place. We belong in heaven. That is our home. Here we are aliens and strangers. Our home is what we are, that is our hope and what we look forward to. Don't trust in princes or armies or your strength or your wisdom. The Bible tells us our kings because there's no hope in any of those. Only hope in Jesus. Next one. Play the long game in evangelism. And I've talked about this a lot, though I've never used it in that phrase. But I've talked about how Cindy and I have lived in the Woodridge area for over 32 years, and we have just gotten to, we have known those people through schools and all the stuff we've done, and God has and I've shared open all these opportunities through that over time. And you know, we never went door to door sharing the gospel in Woodridge School District. But God just gave us all these opportunities to be friends with people and give so many opportunities from so many different ways to live the gospel before them, to love them, and at times when he gave us opportunities to share with them. And this week, as of last week, and then the week before and many other times, our boiler wasn't working. <laughs> and last Sunday, you know, it wasn't working again. And then I came back Monday, and we got it going, and Monday it wasn't working again, so I called George, who's the boiler guy. And George, we met them because Tony and his oldest son, Danny, and people like Adam Murray and Brian Himmelright, who came to church here in kindergarten, however many. You guys are what, Adam, 35, 6? I don't even remember anymore. Um, so all those years, and George's son, Danny, George and Terry's son, Danny, was part of this gang of kindergartners. 
And um, he was over to fix the thing. And Terry, his wife, would, we'd talk a lot at soccer and every other sport imaginable at Woodridge. And she was always had a spiritual interest. And she heard, she'd been to weddings that I did and funerals that I did. And, and then as George was saying, he asked me about the church and the closing because he knew. And he's asked, how does that work? And so, and then he said, well, you know, Terry's been going to Grace out in Bath or wherever that is. All these years later, and she says, you know, she plays tennis and she has these friends who've been talking with her and inviting her. And, and he said, I even went this Christmas. And, and I thought, you know, just play the long game. Um, next one, five, maybe four. Say the Jesus prayer. I've said this many times. I've talked about it, and that's simply this. Lord Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, I've just found in my life, there's a lot of times well, that's the only prayer I can pray. I just need God's mercy. Sometimes life comes at you, and the only thing you have to hope in is the mercy of God that he would be merciful to me. May he be merciful to you. The next one, and you all are doing, you've done this and we've done this together. Keep reading the Bible on its own terms, the way it wants to be read. Even when it does not make sense or appears to contradict what you believe it said or taught. Don't try to fix the Bible, harmonize the Bible, or defend it. The Bible does not need your help. Let it be what it wants to be. And if you sit with that and just say, okay, this is what it is, it will open its treasure to you. I am convinced of that. Because I have seen that over and over. And as long as I try to mold the Bible into what I think, it doesn't. Along with that, be a Berean. Even as you go to other churches, I, somebody was telling me, I, I struggle when I hear the pastors because I start thinking, well, is that right? And... Paul came into Berea and they examined the scriptures daily to make sure it was right. But do it positively. <laughs> do it with an attitude of finding the good, but never stop the whole thing of saying, you have been told this, but I tell you. You have heard it said, even from me. I hope that you go off and you said, you know, Mike said this, but I, you know, Jesus is showing me something different. And then the final one, and we'll have communion. Kind of my favorite verses, Philippians chapter 2. Have this attitude in yourself, it's not up there, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard, regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, 
but let go of it. Laid it aside. Became a servant, a slave, and the cross. And we need to, and I've said this hundreds of times, in every context of relationship we find ourselves in, family, church, work, within that context, ask ourselves, what privilege, advantage, or right do I possess in this situation? And lay it aside to be a servant, to be the slave, in that context, as Jesus did. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for each person here. Some have been here a long time, from the beginning. Others, just this year, But each one, each one, Lord, has been a faithful servant of yours here. We thank you for that. In your name we pray, amen. We're going to have communion, so let me, um, we're going to pass it out during this song. So those who are doing that, if you would come up. The Lord, and it's just appropriate because this is what the Lord did in his last night. This is our last service. And the most appropriate thing is to end by remembering his death, resurrection. Blood was shed on the cross because that's what it's all about. That's what we need to leave with, this picture took it, he broke it, he gave it to the disciples, take it, this is my body. He took the cup, drank, gave it to the disciples, take this, this is my blood which will be shed for the forgiveness of sins. Amen.
going to do the benediction today. And uh, real short, I'm one of the newbies here. I, I had visited the church a couple times with uh, my kids. My husband and I had visited for certain things. And, and then after my husband died, about a year after that, I walked into this church and I was completely embraced and loved and healed in this church. And it hath meant a lot to me in these seven years that I've been here. Um, the benedictions are just so special to me. And they, somebody suggested doing them. And I volunteered for one. And the next thing I know, I'm walking around with my little old pad and pen and signing people up to do the benedictions. Don't know how that happened. We have had benedictions from the Old Testament, the New Testament. We've had stories benedictions. We have had original benedictions. We have had song benedictions, such as Jude 24 and 25. We've had verses of songs as benediction, like from O Holy Night a couple weeks ago. And the one thing about them is they have always been led by the Spirit. They have always been prayed about, and the Spirit has always led them. How many times somebody walked up here and said, I had a benediction, but I'm changing it. <laughs> That's being spirit-led. I knew this day was coming, and I knew I wanted to do the benediction, so I stuck my name on there. And I really knew what benediction I wanted to do, but I didn't know exactly which one. Um, I mentioned it to Jeff, and, and I said, I really want to do this benediction, and I would like to sing it, but there's no way I'm going to do this by myself. And these wonderful group, by the way, in all the years you people have been here, you have been blessed by worship leaders and musicians and people, again, who have always, always approached this in prayer and letting the spirit lead. And that is so wonderful. So just a shout out to that. So we're going to sing the benediction, and then the words will be up here on the thing. Yeah, they're not up there yet, but they'll, they'll pop up there. You can sing those, too. Yeah, you can <laughs> sing those. It all works. So we're going to do the benediction, and then we're going to sing it again. And when the words pop up there, we're singing the benediction. I'm going to ask you to get a little bit out of your comfort zone. I would like you to sing it to each other. A benediction is a blessing to the people, a blessing to each other. If you want to stand up and turn around and say, oh, look at all these people that were behind me. I didn't know they were here and sing. If you want to fill in the aisles and we become a choir, if you can't stand up, that's fine. Sit there and if somebody, if you don't mind, if someone wants to touch your shoulder while they sing the benediction, that's great. Let me make sure I've got everything right here, people. And here is our benediction to you. The Lord bless you. 